All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, chance, stop! Stay And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sakura kicked it out, got it back, near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 2 of the Daily Face-Off podcast, brought to you by Odd Shark. I'm your host, Brock Sagan. We got a new setup here, boys. We got Dylan D. Berthew over here to my left. Is that... Oh, wait. That was that. Yeah. Uh, hey, how's it going? Sound pretty good on the new mic, I think. A little bit worried about it, because I have to, you know, really lean in to speak. Uh, and I tend to move around a lot during the show, so a uh, little bit concerned. Uh, other than that, pretty excited about the new setup. We got a it, it looks way more professional than yeah. We it, look it we look like we've graduated to a real yeah. podcast for we once. Got three mics and you got a little sound. We all have our own. Here. It's big. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's big upgrade. Uh, that's Beeps Bondy. Beeps, what's going on? Um, absolutely loving this. Going to tingle those ears. Uh, work those work those lobes now with uh, with our nice sounding voices. You get all of us, um, and hopefully no more tapping sounds. I believe that was my foot last episode. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know, can't do that anymore. Now Just tapping all day. Uh, I, what it is? I, I we ha- we had a setup where our uh, the headphone thing kind of smacked against. It. Anyways, we don't have to worry about this type of stuff now because we've moved on. 
you're uh yeah and we're gonna bring it to you for season five it's gonna I know. be a good and now the season can't even count the amount of beers that we cracked during the show absolutely is... we can do it off uh out of the pop area and no one's gonna have a clue we could just the be saying uh they probably know yeah no. they might know yeah, as we slur our words we're like yeah, thank you for listening to the, the other podcast, uh, guys the other big change for us is we can now be found on spotify and stitcher as well has yeah, big, uh, big that's that's new big upgrade uh, too i never really thought about people using anything other than soundcloud and the website and then i'm like Wait, yeah. right. and i know so personally i'm uh i've moved on from my apple music to spotify and i'm just so lazy um if something's not on spotify like joe rogan podcast not on spotify i want to listen but i don't because it's not on spotify so uh just too lazy so this is good for us and good for kind of just people like me who are very connected to their platform well, everybody's got their favorite platforms right exactly. so now we're trying to be on all of them and yeah. make it easy for everybody to also to us. so hit us up on spotify yeah. follow us right i think that's yeah. what it's say saying. on that note if follow. you have a platform too that you know a favorite a big one that's up coming anything just let us know if you want us on there we'll uh, we'll do our best to get us out there just hit, uh you know tweet us at us yeah it's great all right boys we i think are just over a week away from nhl training camp uh starting the nfl starts tonight so we're back in the full swing of sports we're at the point where they're posting jersey numbers um yeah on nhl's thing don't for how tell many days every, don't tell anybody that 29 days today then i gotta up- update all the jerseys people yell me yo this guy's wearing 43 by the way it's like i know just yeah. wait it's middle of September. You still got Pugliarvi on Edmonton. You got Kadri yeah, in the 91? Um, I don't think he's on yeah, the third line good. right now. No, he's definitely playing in Finland. <laughs> yeah. But uh, All right, so what we're going to do this episode, uh, same as last year, uh, first episode, we're going to preview the centers, uh, give you guys our top 10 centers, uh, each of our own top 10 centers, uh, our breakout centers, sleepers, uh, busts, and top rookies at the position. Uh, go through all that. Um, we're going to do that for every position. So we got left wings, right wings, D and goalie coming up uh, Mm -hmm. in the next couple weeks. So left um, wing will be out on Monday, most likely Monday. Yeah. So we'll, uh, blame football for that one. Yeah. Blame other sports. So we got, uh, the centers today, boys. So let's start with our own top tens. Which one do you guys want to go first? Uh, beeps. Yeah. Uh, You have been chosen. I think it's, uh, it's pretty simple for the top 10. Um, at least are we going to do like previous years where we go one, two, three, and then just kind of, sure. Okay. Um, I'll make it easy here. Connor McDavid, number one guys, this is no question. The only, the only thing that anyone could ever make a case for Connor not being one is that he might be going into camp a little hurt. Um, we don't know what's up there, but at the same time, it's Connor McDavid. He's my number one. I don't even have anything written up about him other than just it's Connor. That's literally all I have on my page. That's all you need to have. I, I remember like the first year we did this podcast, Beeps would just be like, you got to take Patrick Kane because he's Patrick Kane. It's so easy. Sometimes <laughs> like just, people just think way, yeah, way more over it, it, you know, and it's like, it. it's, it's right there in front of you. Number two though, this is where, this is where, uh, shit got a little serious here. Um, took my boy number 29 and 29 days until Colorado's first game, by the way, uh, Nathan McKinnon today, uh, at number two. 365 shots last year put him way above kind of anyone else in this in this category. Anyway, this is what puts him above Sid for me. Um, and just, you know, McKinnon's only 23 years old. His ceiling is worth going for. Why is he so young still? Yeah, it's <laughs> so young and so cheap. Um, I love it. But, um, yeah, for him, you know, he, he was, <laughs> I expect, over 100 points pretty easily. You expe- and what what's kind of crazy about um, Colorado, as everyone knows, they're young everyone's getting better. So as a whole, yeah. you got Rantan getting better around him. You got Landis Cog. You got all of them kind of coming into it. We've got a second line now. Exactly. Second line is a huge step up. That should help get every team's top defenders off them all night a little bit. Little In my league of record last year, I had uh, McKinnon and Rantan. I think I took them in like 
the second and third round or second and fourth round or something like that. I'm, in a like, keeper just so, and it's just I'm just like amazing. so disappointed that I can't like that'll yeah. just never get that connection <laughs> yeah. ever again. Like I have it in a keeper league. I got ranting like so late and now it's just I'm gonna have it for the rest of your life. Yeah, I love it. Until he retires. It's amazing just being an Az fan with that too. But um yeah, for me this uh this felt absolutely mind my language fucking phenomenal to put him above Sid here. Um Sid is always been a fantasy all-star he's always been a perennial number one but i i do really believe that mckinnon is just that much better this year he's gonna put up more goals than sid likely more points um we've seen him just go on tears and sid is as bad as it sounds he's on his way down um he's at that age i mean he doesn't seem to regress but it's gonna happen you'd have to to say like you know one's going up one's going down yeah he's definitely trending up yeah and uh number three uh, Sidney Crosby, 35 and 65 season a year ago. The guy is still an absolute stud. If you're getting Sid as the third center off the board, you're getting tremendous value. And I'd almost rather that because then you're going to get better people when it swings back around. But just, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can get like Sid, like fourth, fifth overall now, and it's still. Yeah. Like, and if you're at the fifth point, points. then you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a nice pick when it comes, when the snake comes back yeah. around instead of someone who would have had to take McKinnon at two. So um, Sid's kind of a great value this year. Um, I might as well go next with my top three because it's the exact same yeah. as uh, as you be smart man. I don't know if you have any. Yeah, changes. no, mine's the exact same. Okay, oh, so okay. uh, the only Thought thing I, I want like to add is uh, so we've got um, the top uh, three hundred with projections up now live at dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, go to the little projections uh, button in the top uh, right corner uh, to see all of those. So I just wanted to add uh, my projections for these guys this year since we're all the same. Love that. Uh, I've got Connor McDavid, 44 goals, 75 assists, 119 points for Connor. Uh, seems crazy that he's just that good that you can just project him for almost 120 points. Yeah, um, and no one's going to question it. No, yeah, and it's pretty much Nor just Nor should they because they're dumb. <laughs> um, Nathan McKinnon, 38 goals, 64 assists, 102 points. So kind of right there with you, Biebs, yep. I think uh, 100 point, over 100 points this year. Sidney uh, Crosby, number three, just below uh, 100 points. 38 goals, 59 assists, 97 points uh, for Sidney Crosby. D, we'll go to you now here. Uh, give us your four through six. Uh, so yeah, I had McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby too. Smart man. Um, yeah, I, I mean, just not just to touch on it real quick. I, I have McKinnon and Crosby both slotted for about ninety-five points this year, and I just think uh, McKinnon's goal scoring is a lot more yeah. reliable. How crazy is three hundred and sixty-five shots? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I mean, he could, you know, that that could take a hit, and he's still shooting, yeah. uh, you know, close to four times a game. Uh, yeah, so it's he's doing OB it pretty terrifying. honestly too. So, um. Yeah, I, I totally agree with those first three. I got Stamkos at, at four. I think it's pretty negligible between him and Crosby at this point. Uh, I just think Crosby's usage gives him the slight edge this year. I, you know, obviously Stamkos is uh, the number one guy, the number one pivot yep. uh, in, in Tampa Bay. But I think with Kessel gone, uh, Crosby's going to end up shooting the puck a lot more this year. So I'm going to give him the slight edge over uh, Stammer. Uh, <laughs> and then I have Tavares and Matthews back-to-back at five and six. Uh Tavares uh, played just, you know, not not to say it was just 19 minutes, but there is room for his ice time to go yeah, up Tavares this year. That was a big criticism of Babcock uh, over the, you know, especially in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know it was a, a sticking point for the, the front office as well. Uh, so I expect both uh, the ice time for Tavares and Matthews to go up this year. Uh, it's not as balanced of a, of a top nine as it was the year before. So I, I think they're both going to get a slight uptick in usage. Uh, Matthews had 251 shots in 68 games. I, I just think if he actually plays a full 82, uh, we could be talking about a top Big five F. fantasy player. Uh, so that's why I have him just above Barkov uh, at number seven there. Yeah, my I guess my only concern uh, is for Tavares is like whether or not Marner signs and is there yeah. from day one. 
Uh, those two played pretty much exclusively together last year. Um, I think that uh, Tavares is probably going to see some regression coming his way this year, but still, um, this is a guy that's been super consistent. Yeah, I mean, he shot. Career. Yeah, he shot sixteen point four percent. His career average is thirteen point three. Yeah. So. Uh, still, you know, a great chance of getting back to 45 goals. Uh, but yeah, Marner uh, is a concern right now for sure. Uh, for me, I've got uh, Steven Stamkos at four, same as you, uh, 93 points with 37 goals. Uh, Tavares at five as well, uh, 42 goals, 43 assists. So still a really good year for John Tavares, 85 points. Um, number six changes a little bit for me. I've got Evgeny Malkin. Uh, Malkin's pretty much like different than one all of, of the, ours. One of the best point per game uh, players in the yeah, league. But he's got to talk play about it every him. year. It's just a matter of how many games he's actually going to play. Um, but still, even though he's probably going to miss 10 to 13 games this year, I've still got Malkin pegged uh, for 78 points, 32 goals, 46 assists, um, which is going to be lower um, than the the guys in front of or behind say. him. But the thing is, like, you know, we're just assuming automatically that he's going to miss 13 games if he ends up somehow playing in 80. Like, this is a guy who's got a legitimate chance at, like, 100 yeah. points. He just, it's whether or not he stays on the ice or not. And we talk about it every year. When he does take those games off, if you're in leagues with a couple IR slots, which a lot of people are starting to adapt in the leagues because guys are going down like Malkin, um, yeah. just here and there. If you have that, play the hot hand. There's nothing wrong with playing the hot hand. Even getting a goalie start you need, um, that almost helps you sometimes, so. Yeah, it's just like he's going to play 69 games and put up 78 nice. points, and it's just a matter of um, whether or not he, you know, he plays more. And then I got the same. I got Alexander Barkov at 7. Whoa. Uh, 32 goals, 55 assists, 87 points for Barkov. So um, obviously I've been a big Barkov fan for a while. Last year, finally that true breakout season put his name on the maps, kind of cemented himself as a top 10 mm-hmm. fantasy center. And I think uh, I think the Panthers only got better this offseason. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, that top line, obviously him and Huberdeau are just nasty People together. People don't then, realize how good of a season Huberdeau had. By oh, way. Huberdau was phenomenal. And Dadunov, too, man. Dadunov's first two years yeah. in in, uh, in the NHL have been great. He's you know, like a Walmart Panarin. I was literally going to say, yeah. very similar to, uh, to Artemi. Yeah, with a better name. Yeah. Wow, they both have pretty good names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, are you uh, anything yeah, No, go ahead. Who do you got No, I'm so excited because um, I love this because we have a bit of parity here. But number four, Stammer, that's not parity. 40 power play points last year. That's absolutely ridiculous, but it's not that ridiculous. I mean, you look at what's around him, and that's that's what puts him right there. Like we said, um, he's he's stepping into Crosby territory. Um, the number five for me, though, this is where I, I have Alexander Barkov the highest. I, I, I thought you'd have him even higher, Brock. I'm kind of surprised. But after a 96-point year. Toss-up between him and Malkin. Yeah. It's, um, all he needs is, you know, just health around him. If, if that team could just, you know, Vincent Trocek could do a year. Just piece. Huberto has been known to be injured prone before last year's 82-game season. Even Barkov himself has gone down a, a little bit. But um, it um, and that's actually step back to Samco. one thing where he's actually gone up positively. He's not that band-aid he used to be. So that's why uh, it's nice to have Stamkos there. But for Barkov, I could see him being a 100-point guy this year. Um, I mean, it's only four off of last year's totals. And yeah. they're going to be a lot more successful, I think, as we talked about. And new coach. We brought it up last episode. Quinville's going to help everyone. Absolute wins earlier. We need that button real bad. It's going to be good. But yeah, for me, I love having Barkov up there. I think he's an absolute steal. And I think he's someone who people still um, are going to stay away from just because nobody he's wants to touch him. He's still going to drop, Florida. I think, in, Absolutely. in drafts yeah. like, a little bit further than he needs. Like, You're going to get him as like your second center, maybe. And if you get him as your second or third center. Yeah, I don't know center, about that be... so much, but like I think that like he's going to, like he's a guy that should be, you know, definitely yeah, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the first two rounds. And he could be a guy that drops the third round just because be a, great a lot of people don't pick. really know Barkov still, like yeah. for whatever reason. And he's and still just seems super like, young too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, number six, actually, D, I have Austin Matthews ahead of John Tavares. So just kind of, you know, I'm showing the respect, but Tavares <laughs> at seven. So I got them both going, you know, they're sandwiching each other on yeah. top of each other there. But for me, I just have Matthews ahead. If this guy could put together an 82 point year, which I'm praying he does, just like to see. Game year? Sorry, 82 game yeah. year, also 82 point year. It would be phenomenal to see at over a point per game. Um, I do legitimately see him as a 50 goal threat this year. Um, I'm sure Leaf fans are going to absolutely love to hear that. But um, someone who only shot 14.7% last year and still scored 37 goals across 68 games, if he can up that, which we know, and we even we saw the clips this week in camp. He's, yeah, it looks he's good. Looking good mustache, filthy too. as hell in all ways. Um, I think uh, I like him above there. And this is kind of the same thing as the McKinnon over um, Crosby debate with the Matthews over Tavares for me. It's just, you know, younger guy who I expect could do a little bit more and like taking that risk here someone who could step up but again i need a full season from austin here um that's a tough thing right now but but we could i i would love to see 82 that's games like legit the only concern that anybody yeah. has with matthews is whether or not he can keep play it together the, for the full yeah. full season or not but like i think like he's probably um ovechkin's biggest threat in terms of leading the nhl absolutely goals. Like yeah he, you know he's there's gonna he's gonna have a 50 goal a year eventually and it could you know come this year, and, come next year, yeah. whenever. I legitimately think it ice. is this year. If the Marner thing, again, is so huge because that's going to touch his power play um, time in that, although they don't play together often. It's still just, it's big. It takes defenders away from him. But yeah, number seven, John Tavares. Um, we talked about it. This is just a secure bet for goals and assists in a potent lineup. Um, whether Marner signs or not, he's still going to be deadly. Um, he's going to put up those points. He's done it his whole career. Goal, phenomenal source of goals. I just like having this guy in your line. Anyone who could put up, you know, a 40 and 40 year is just, it's, it's very, it's better than a 30, 30, 50, 20, 60 guy. I think the good day. thing about Tavares too is like, it's weird. Cause last year he seemed like he was ranked so high on every single website. Yeah. And then like, he went like early, like he was going as like a top five pick and he had a ridiculously good year, probably a year that he might not even be able to recreate this year. But I, th- He's ranked lower. Like everyone, yeah. like I don't really understand. Like, he wasn't even like, like taken that was, much out of like he should have. Last was year was like, good yeah. like as good as you could have asked for, and yeah. then now he's like rate, ratings have gone up. So you're going to be able to get him and probably get similar production, and um, you're going to get him later than you would have got him last year. Yeah, it's uh, like last year, like he was like a t- like ranked as like it's almost a top like people think he got worse because nobody really knew what he was going to so do. Weird. Yeah, and then like now we're talking about him as like just maybe our top seven center. It's, and it he was seems three goals off to fifty last year. Yeah. We're talking fifty goals for Matthews. I mean, Tavares legit was almost there. Yeah, like, Tavares is a uh, Tavares is all, like another one of those guys who's like he's one of very few guys that can go forty forty. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's not a lot of guys that go forty forty. I mean, obviously you got guys like McDavid who are just freaks, but like forty forty is still not an easy thing to do and. With Tavares, you know, you, you have nothing to worry about there, mm-hmm. especially if Marner's there. Uh-huh. But, uh, all right, let's go through eight through nine. Uh, I'll start just because we just talked about Austin Matthews quite a bit. I got him at eight. Uh, 42 goals, 33 assists. I think pretty conservative uh, projection, but that's just because I'm expecting him to miss some time. Um, you know, you, you, you extrapolate those numbers over an 82-game <clears> season, and, you know, he's probably a 50-goal guy, uh, at least close to 50-40. I mean, that's disgusting. Uh, Tyler <laughs> so Segan gross. at number nine. Uh, 35 goals, 46 assists projection for C and he crazy. He's dropped um, this far. He's a guy that like always is at the top of the league in shots. 
Uh, he, you know, he's elite, uh, has elite shot volume. He's always healthy. He's going to be play 81, 82 games. Happens every single year. It's crazy how these guys and with a terrible so work ethic are always the ones who apparently just last all year. Because he was always one, right? And, uh, well, back in the day. Yeah, but, like, he got well, you knocked know, on it for a while. Partier, this, this, like, and he's, Phil he's an 82 game, game in, like, a machine. decade. Exactly. And he's just, like, not, nothing <laughs> so far from a physical specimen. Uh, but Segan's just, like, so, so consistent. The only issue, the reason I've got him at nine is it seems like his ceiling is a little bit capped. Like yeah, he doesn't have that. It. He doesn't have that fifty goal ceiling that Matthews has or Tavares, yeah. like those guys. So he's a little bit below them, but you know what you're getting with him. You're getting four, thirty-five goals and forty-five assists, and it's got Pavelski there yeah, now too. It's, it's nice perfect. Touch. And uh, Mark Schleifley at number ten for me. Um, ten <laughs> was tough. It was a toss-up between him and Jack Eichel. Uh, I just think that Jack Eichel. To me, Jack Eichel is a big breakout candidate this year. Um, but at the same time, after an eighty-two point year, at the same time, Mark Scheifele, I think, has just been so consistent over the last few years. Uh, he's going to score more goals probably than Eichel. Yes, um, and that's why I gave him the slight edge: thirty-four goals, forty-five assists um, for Scheifele. I'd say um, Eichel probably finishes the year with more points, yep. but a uh, couple more goals out of Scheifele, so I've got him at ten. Um, D, what about you? Uh, I have Malkin at eight, uh, and I almost put Eichel above him there. Uh, Malkin for me, I mean, obviously, you know, you know it, the health concern, it, it's always there, and he's just getting a little bit older. Um, I just think it's a little bit different between him and Matthews, a, a guy who's, uh, you know, still coming into his own and 21, 22 years old, as opposed to a guy who's uh, entering his mid-30s here now. Uh, and Malkin's shot volume has been down, so I just think the, the goal scoring is a lot less reliable. Uh, and the point production in general is the guys above him. I almost moved Eichel uh, above him. I am a little bit higher on Eichel. I think if it actually came down to it, I'd probably go Eichel over Melkin. Uh, I, I just think, you know, uh, I really can't see Eichel faltering from his production last year. He had 82 points uh, in 77 games, shot just 9.2%, 303 shots on goal. The on-ice shooting percentage wasn't too high either. His rate around, uh, it was just under 10% actually, so... Uh, I, I just think there's a lot to like about Eichel this year. I, I see kind of 80 points as his floor, and I, I really do think he has the potential of taking it to the next level. And even mm-hmm. if he's just a little more fortunate, uh, gets a few more uh, bounces his way, you know, it's on gonna be shooting on percentage takes a spike, this or year. the personal shooting percentage. That's a thing, too. Like 300 uh, career shots. 9.7% shooter, so he's never really That's had awesome. that he's year where the puck, up, yeah. you know, really did just bounce his way. It hasn't happened yet. So, I was just say, like, three, you know, know, one of few guys that shoots the puck 300 times, if he yeah. just out of nowhere, shoots 15% this year. That's 45 year. goals, yeah, right? exactly. So, uh, we talk about, you know, he's never broken 30 goals. I kind of expect that to end this year, and I really do think he's going to be right around a, a point per game. Uh, to me, that's his floor, like I said. So, uh, right there at number eight with Malkin, at eight, nine anyway, and then I have point at number 10. I like Sagan a lot. I just, it is for me, oh, it's just his ceiling is capped. Uh, and I am expecting some regression for point, but I, I still kind of see him finishing around 75, 80 points. Uh, and I don't think it's, it's totally unrealistic to uh, think that points, uh, shooting percentages, both personal and on ice, could be a little inflated again this year just with that roster. Yeah, so uh, and I think the power play production is going to be there. Uh, so for me, I just gives him that slight edge over Sagan, although I you know, I, I totally uh, wouldn't hold it against you if you went Sagan above point on draft The day. one thing, yeah. uh, you know, Dallas's power play could, should improve a little bit this year, adding Pavelski and stuff. And I think that Sagan could find a little bit more production mm-hmm. there and, and bump him up a little bit. Uh, point like I'll, I'm gonna get into him a little bit later. Uh, the one thing about him is Doc doesn't love him. Like no, he just he's so that that first unit is just so good, um, and he's gonna the power play production is so steady. Like you have you don't have to worry about that wavering like at all. 
and uh, it's hard to find like a guy like that that you can get. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously you're paying a premium to get a Stamkos or a Kucherov, but point you can get on that same unit and just so much production. Uh, D, who or B? Sorry, who do you got through uh, through ten here? All right. So at number eight, I have. Jack Eichel. Um, nothing more I could touch on than what D said. I was literally just sitting back here loving every second of that because um, I uh, couldn't agree more, D. I think this year, we say it every year, and I get my ass burned every single freaking year by this team, but I think this is the year that Buffalo steps up a little bit more. And like I kind of alluded to earlier, earlier there, I think Jack Eichel's going to be on a mission this year. He finished 13 in points among centers last year, and that was on an absolutely terror. Well, they had a great first 40, and then uh, probably the worst last 40 yeah, um, we've ever seen. Yeah, Eichel is one of those guys, who, like you said, he just he's all over the ice, um, and he's someone who, if he does take his game to that next level, um, that's why I have him right outside of uh, Tavares' territory there. Number nine for me, I have Braden Point. Surrounding team is exactly it. You guys said it for me. The 21.5% shooting percentage is terrifying. We cannot stress that enough, but at the same time, if he, like you said, if he brings it down just a little bit, it's still going to be a really good year. And um, he put up those 93. That's with a very slow final month, I believe, right? Because he was, uh, for a while there, he was on a tear to put over 100. So this is a guy who's only going to improve, but another guy like Marner, where he's got to sign a contract. Um, and this that could only hurt him right now, and that's what I'm a little bit worried about. It's crazy all these guys just waiting for some, like yeah. the one shoe to fall, and it, they're all it's, probably going to get contracts. Yeah, they it, said it, it freaking did sucks. You know, they said him and his agent just just got together to talk strategy yeah. like the other day. And, but it's because they <laughs> know Trey there's Penn really no point the until the first one. Yeah, happens. you got it. Yeah, and then I think the urgency Clayton is going to start to speed up everyone off around the league. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I, I think Dubis is going to cave, and you know, it really like Nylander, It doesn't seem like they're that far apart, and I don't think he's going to, you know, really entertain the idea of Marner sitting out two months over a half million dollars over on an average uh, not this annual. Year. So I just think Marner is going to get paid. Uh, you know, the Matthews contract set set the table for this, set the pace. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's the it's the way it's all headed. The guys, you know, they're starting to get paid in their prime. Maybe they should be hitting UFA a little bit earlier. Yep. Um, you know, people are complaining about them making all these money on these what used to be bridge contracts. But uh, I mean, if you look at it, th- these are the prime years. Oh, the, more and also like not. they're bad for it, getting yeah. that good this early. You know? Yeah, I mean the yeah. system the way it is now. By the time players are hitting UFA, they're kind of already on their decline, or at least you know. Absolutely, yeah. Close they, to that's it. why every single UFA contract just is. That's what you want. Pretty much yeah. terrible. Yeah, and you have to overpay. So it's the good for Kevin Hayes get getting that twenty-seven-year-old bank. Yeah. Good seeing that. Yeah. Uh, but number ten for me. Sorry, just to close you, close you out there. I got Tyler Sagan. Um, Sagan. But um, like yeah, I said, I just don't expect anything over eighty. And if I can't get over eighty, you're barely well, he's getting over eighty. Just not over ninety. Sorry, yeah, over ninety. Yeah, he is gonna get. I, I well, he's only gone over eighty twice. But yeah, a lot of in between seventy five and eighty. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, high of eighty. He's one of those guys where you know he's getting to that age where it's gonna declines are gonna start to happen. Although I do love the additions around him. I love Rupe Hints starting to you know step Dallas his game up. Rupe. Rupe. Been on Dallas train for years. They I, scare me. I, 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 I do think there's a lot to like, but I'm just uh, skeptical. They have a... I don't know. They, they were just like... They I don't, scared I don't me know, last year, like, but... I don't think like the stars... Like, I think Hintz is going to be huge because their Hintz core is, is getting old pretty fast. fast. fast as shit. Yeah. I think like they're... they're Ben's uh, Like their first line Fish? is obviously crazy. and like the, But their fantasy players might not be Jamie. like the greatest like assets this year. Like they used to be crazy Jamie, because yes. like they just scored more than everybody but gave up like four goals a game too. But that, like under Montgomery, they played like a way more structured system, and like Bishop was unbelievable. Like they're just mm. gonna win. Like they're not gonna outscore teams like they used to, but they're gonna. It's about time they got some goaltending, though. Dude, well, yeah, that's right. I literally wrote about them today, and that's what I said. Like they had just the most uncertain goaltending ever, and now they have like this old them in Columbus, duo man. that's just unreal. Like even Hudobin's such a good backup. 
So I, I think Dallas is going to be real good this yeah. year. Like, real good. Uh, but all right, let's get into good breakouts. Uh, D, we'll start with you. Uh, who's your breakout center for 2020? Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of options here. I think you guys would be... Yeah, it's I, tough. I agree. There, it really isn't... Uh, you know, that many obvious candidates for guys that are definitely getting an uptick in ice mm-hmm. time and, uh, you know, definitely have the strong peripherals. Uh, Everyone, like, has their position up. locked. It's not like there's yeah. anyone who's going to steal. Yeah. Or anything, uh, but I, I, I do think Kotkaniemi uh, on Montreal, if the stars align, I think uh, we could be talking about him as a must-own player by the end of the year. Uh, he was a beast at 5v5 last year. He's already proven himself to be a very good two-way player. I think there's a real chance he ends up on that top line before too long. Uh, I think, you know, if I'm the head coach, I'd love to scale Philip the Nose minutes back just a touch. Uh, I think he's an ideal second to third line center, but uh, I just don't think you're getting the offensive upside that you want out of a number one center. Uh, Kakanyemi managed 11 goals, 23 assists in 79 games last year as an 18-year-old while playing less than 14 minutes a night. Uh, so there's clearly a lot of upside here. Uh, I think with the, the proper usage, he could push himself into must-own territory, like I said. Um, but really, I don't think it's a, a guy you need to burn a pick on in uh, nope. standard leagues. I, 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 I do think like uh, keeper leagues, his though. ceiling is, is going to be uh, basically frin- on the fringe of you know what's roster-worthy on a full-time basis in standard leagues. Uh, but I do think he could push that this year if he does get the minutes. Yeah, like there's a lot of people talking about him moving into that first line role. 19 um, years old. That's there's a lot of breakout potential. I mean, like think about it. He was this time last year we were talking about him on this episode as a you know the rookie guy, the rookie center. Um, mm-hmm. and his comparable. It was like Willie Willie get his Barkoff, 10 games. He's, he's like a like a young Barkoff, and uh, it took Barkoff a couple of years, but once he got going, like Barkoff yeah. is now just an unstoppable. Even force. Barkov was. Pretty yeah, was, fantasy relevant oh, yeah, in his early his years. Year, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was, that, he was that worth a flyer. This year for sure. It's just a matter Absolutely. of giving him the ice time. Yeah, um, put some size on that. That I really, He just doesn't have like a lot of... He, uh, he doesn't have a lot... He's got your boy Tartar him, like, Sauce? Like, no, I mean, see, like in front of him, like he, he has a pretty clear path. Oh, yeah, no. Center yeah. Role. Like, I think you could, you know, clearly... We love know situational that he's better guys, than yeah. Deneau and Max Domi. Um, yeah. It's just... A matter of the coach trusting him enough yeah. to play him there. I love I love Kakanyemi. Mean, he makes if, if way more sense year, at a one center than Domi. Like he he makes way more sense to lock down the next team's top line or like or to be a top center than Domi does as a whole. Put Domi as your second center, and I think that's what Montreal yeah, wants. Just, in the long you run. just switch him into no, and you're you're, yeah. you're fine. Like that's uh, been great though. Hard who you got, Beebs? Um, kind of like Kakanyemi. We we love guys who are just going to be put in positions to have success. And uh, Colin White. Recent signee of one of the longest contracts we've seen in Ottawa's history in yeah. a long time. Last week, I believe. Um, and much like last year with Matt Duchesne, someone in Ottawa has to score goals. Someone has to put up points. This is a very shit team, but who cares for fantasy? Um, Just look at like Ryan DeSingle last year. Like, he, absolutely. He just played like a first-line goal and f- tore it up, and then he, he went and played on another huge team. fantasy value. And he played in the third line, he wasn't good. If you're yeah. playing... 19 minutes a night. Like, and Colin White help. was playing a ton at the yeah. end of last year. And they, uh, so they, they've essentially, and with that contract, they've said, we're committed to you as our centerman going forward. So, like, looking like their number one center out of camp, he had a decent rookie season. For, yeah, we'll call it a floater rookie season. He had 21 games the year before. So, um, so technically a sophomore year last year. Anyways, 14 goals, 27 assists, 41 points. But as you mentioned, Brock, by the end of the year, this is a guy whose people are starting to pick up as a flyer. Early on in the year, he was playing very, very little minutes, uh, third and fourth line role. Started to move up the lineup after the deals, and we started to see some success 
Averaged 16 minutes of ice time last year, which is uh, decent for a rookie. But add two to three more minutes this year, which is actually pretty oh, much yeah. guaranteed to happen. They're just so weak. Absolutely. So, so weak. Put that on, and that's only going to help his numbers. At 41 points on a year of 16 minutes, if you can get him up to 55-60 range, he's rosterable. And I think that's, um, that's worth having just for the potential that he does break out even more. Someone who... I wouldn't draft anywhere but the final round of your drafts if you are going. Um, he's not, you know, not not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna steal well, anything. Know, but but that's the thing. Like if he ends up being a sixty point guy. Yeah, at that point, sense. yeah, it's like Duchesne last year. I know. I, I a lot of times I would I would just I grabbed him in two leagues where it was just like, well, he's the name. You know, he could do it, and someone's got to do it out there. And and it, this is this is definitely it. He it, he's gonna run their PP one through the middle. We love guys on PP1. I want anyone who's on a PP1 on yeah. most teams on my roster. And if it's the starting center, who's probably going to get three, four minutes on that PP that night. It's going to be good. And plus... That power play, like, that yeah, first unit could be terrible. Thomas Shabbat's I mean, phenomenal. You got Shabbat, that's all I was going to say. Like, you got him. You got, you know, put Tuchuk out there just to go smack some, some front of the net stuff around. And, uh, yeah. And plus, you got to assume they're going to get a ton because they're going to be down, like, 6 nothing, And refs <laughs> are just going to feel bad and be like, yeah. hey, go uh, go take a power play, boys. Try to put one on the board. There you go. Anyways, keep an eye on Colin White. I do like this guy. Twenty-two years old, ninety-four career games under his belt. I think uh, he's going to take a huge step forward this year, and someone, uh, someone you're going to be able to get very, very late in your draft. So um, that's my breakout for sure. Yeah, Colin I like White. Colin White. I mean, it's just like American the Colin White right there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Nico Heischer. Uh, Heischer yeah. will probably come as a bargain on draft day, I would assume, because everyone's focus seems to be on Jack Hughes. Um, you know, he's their number one center, so, which I think is going to be the so case. Silly. I'm sure he sure will probably be on the top line. He was in the second line. Uh, but he sure missed 13 games last year, uh, limited, limited him to just 47 points, uh, 17 goals to 30 assists. Uh, but that extrapolates that's with no Taylor goals. Hall. Let's not forget that too. Yeah. Sorry. That extrapolates to 20 goals, 36 assists. So 56 points over 82 games, which is a, a much better season. Um, Heischer's case uh, for breaking out this year obviously helps with the return, like you said, of Taylor Hall. Uh, Hall missed the final 49 games of last year, uh, and Heischer's production dropped off quite a bit. In the 31 games that Hall did play, um, Heischer was on pace for 24 goals, 37 assists, uh, 61 points. So, again, two kind of just, if you could stay on the ice, or Hall could stay on the ice, this was a 60-point guy last year. Um, those two have played nearly 70% of their 5v5 ice time together uh, since Heischer joined the NHL. Uh, and drafting Hughes, like I said, shouldn't change that. I don't think, um, at least not to start the year. And if they get off to a good start, it should be Heischer's run with Hall uh, primarily. Uh, Heischer was on the first power play unit last year. Uh, that unit was 21st in the NHL, uh, but should definitely improve this year, especially uh, if Jack Hughes is on that um, first unit as well. Uh, he's a great PK. playmaker. Uh, then they obviously had P.K. Subban. He's the huge addition to that first unit. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, to our to, boy. And you got to assume Damon? that Wayne Simmons will, will also Butcher. be uh, yeah. on that first unit. Wayne Simmons has been a net front guy that has gotten the job done on the power play his entire yeah. career. I don't know, because they have Paul Mary too, so there's yeah, there's going to be an odd man out there. It'll be but, it, but even it doesn't really matter. There's so many inter- interchangeable pieces, whether it's teacher yeah. or... I just uh, mean that's five spots for six legitimate guys, so... yeah. It's just, but PK mm-hmm. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be surprised if too. I'd be surprised if they just put Hughes right on the top unit. To oh, that's what I'm saying. So it should be Hughes. Yeah, they're, they're gonna work. Be, they're I gonna agree. slowly work him in. I agree, but I think Paul Mary's got a spot on there for sure. He was the, probably their best power play uh, forward last season. Yeah. yeah. So to me, uh, everything seems to be trending toward a breakout campaign for Heischer. Uh I think 25 goals, 40 plus assists, very possible for a player that you can probably get 
in the final couple rounds of your draft. Um, we're going to fire it over to the Blue Stones here really quick. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about sleepers, bust, and rookie centers. So uh, stay locked in. We'll see you guys back here in Thursday. Stone's been doing some studio time. Broken down, so I walked the line. I dropped my wounds and I died. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision arrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground. some sleepers here. Do you start with you? Uh yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to know how much stock to put into the ADPs this really uh in the year. Uh, but I mean, we've been doing this for a few years now and they really, you know, they'll kind of correct themselves a little bit, but the the early ADPs kind of set the trend. Uh and Dylan Larkin has an average draft position on Rock Yahoo boy. standard of 131 right now in the 11th round. Uh, really just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me at all. He had 32 goals and 41 assists for 73 points in 76 games last season. I uh, fired a whopping 287 shots on goal. Uh, shot 11.6%, nothing out of this world that's just slightly above his career average. Uh, on-ice shooting percentage was 8.7%. Relatively low for a point-per-game player. Uh, so I think that's his floor this year. I really do. I, I think this guy, if he's healthy, is a lock for 75 points. Uh, he's still just 22 years old. His usage is going to be sky high again this season. Uh, and, it, you know, it really doesn't make any, any sense that he's going uh, as as deep as he is. I think the Red Wings are even going to be a little bit better this year, too. So I think the plus minus will be mitigated a little bit. Not a playoff team by any means. No. Uh, but I don't no, think it's going to be as much of a hamper on him in standard-based uh, scoring as it was Should last year. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of podcast is this? You're talking about Dylan Larkin. I'm talking about Austin Matthews. Dude, 11th round. That's crazy. And I'm talking PLD. I mean, there's guys going... There's guys going, you know, 90 picks ahead of him. His best season doesn't, doesn't yeah. come close to what he's not going to get the respect Larkin did last no year. No respect whatsoever. Yeah. Twenty two. Seventy five. Seventy five points. That's what uh, you said. Seventy three points in seventy six games. What I think this year? Yeah. I think seventy five easily. I think yeah. that's yeah. his floor if he's healthy. I have him at twenty seven goals, forty seven assists, so seventy four points. And um, he, there's definitely room for upside. Um, I have him ranked as my number fifty seven player, which is way. Way earlier than he's going. Yeah, to that makes yeah. sense. So much earlier. Uh, Beebs, who's your sleeper? Yeah, since I got all jacked up and said PLD, <laughs> it's uh, Pierre Luc Dubois out in Columbus playing for the BJs. Um, <laughs> it's hard to call a guy who had 61 points a sleeper, but after a year of uh, escalated numbers kind of across the league, he kind of fell back a little bit. And people are 
kind of going to forget about him going into this year's draft. There's a lot of guys who put up close to 60 last year. Um, a lot like Ottawa, Columbus is a team that just doesn't have a ton of scoring around it. Um, we heard today or yesterday uh, Tortorella say he's a little upset that those guys left. Yeah. He respects him. But he's upset. He's like an old parent. Be weird if he wasn't, yeah. to be honest. Oh, oh, you lost your three best players? I can't <laughs> imagine you'd be a little upset. But um, anyways, Pierre-Luc Dubois now is the best player on Columbus. And for that reason, you should definitely take best a peek. Best forward, maybe. Take a peek. at. Oh, yeah, best forward. Sorry, Seth Jones is absolutely phenomenal. Wierenski's dirty as hell, too. Anyways, he's going to be their first-line center. Playing along, Cam Atkinson, who we have seen have success. And uh, there's still a decent team out there. You also got your boy Nyquist jumping into that lineup. Um, they're still a decent team in Columbus, but either way, he is going to be their main source of. Nah, they're. I don't know if they're decent, but yeah, that's me giving them a lot. But he's still their main source of uh, of offense out there and going to be. So with 61 points last year, I expect a jump up 70 plus, um, and I think you're going to be able to get him at a spot where you're going to be drafting guys who only have a ceiling of around 61 points, maybe yeah, um, not and not as in. I don't know what word I'm going for, but in such good situations as PLD is well, going to we be. We were in talking this year. earlier about like Colin only 21. White, Colin White like being the number one center, yeah, questionably in I'd, Ottawa, and PLD is that. I'd rather have PLD over Colin. Well, White. Uh, yeah, that's obviously, but yeah. I'm just saying he's like the unquestioned number one. He's got all the, he's got all the uh, ice time. Yeah, and Columbus. PLD only shot 174 times last year, so if he can get those shots up a little bit, that's 27 goals off 174 Yeah, that's my only concern with him is his shot yeah. volume's not very good. But uh, even last year, you know, you had Duchesne firing everything that moved there, so someone's got to shoot this year. I mean, yeah, I like I like. Pierre I see him getting over 200. Um, I don't know about 70 points, but I mean, yeah. you're calling him as your as a sleeper. Yeah. He's only 21, he so this guy's yet to break, man. He, that's a breakout. He, yeah, but. Uh, I want him like as him a breakout, that, actually. And that's 60 point range, but he he's a definite steal. Um, you know, it's gonna get you those PPPs, which is great. Um, yeah, but he's in a great situation. Like absolutely. I've said a couple times there, though. You know, 21 years old. This is a guy where we might have not even seen it yet. This is someone who went third overall in drafts, much like Barkov, who also went third overall. Um, someone who I could see him maybe not getting to Barkov level, but taking a step forward, like we've seen with Barkov. Um, I really love PLD, and I love to say PLD. <laughs> so uh, that's my sleeper. You, uh, the guy I'm going to talk about is in a pretty uh, is pretty much in the same uh, range as PLD in terms of drafts, most likely, uh, and that's Bo Horvat. Uh, I have yes. Horvat rated a little bit, or ranked a little bit higher than uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, but honestly, Dubois is in really? a better situation in terms of ice time. Uh, I think Horvat's going to be. Kind of behind. Uh, yeah, if Horvat was in PLD spot, plays I would so expect. Much still, like yeah. as the number two center, like or he plays a lot of two. He's the number one. Right? Yeah, like it's just like it doesn't. They, those top two lines play so much. Uh, plays, ice time. I, I think there's no way there's Pedersen play. plays more than him no, this no, year. Horvat, plays Horvat just gets yeah. heavy defensive plays, faceoffs. Uh, That's just where it hurts. Yep. But Horvat has been a favorite of mine for years now. I love him more in 2020 than I ever have. Though right now you'll get him like 13th, 14th round, which is just crazy. Obviously, ADPs will probably change a little bit, but. Uh, I have him rate, ranked as the 87th player, so if you're getting him in the 13th, 14th round, that's insane. Uh, and his floor has been tremendous. I mean, honestly, you draft this guy, you penciling in 25 goals, 30 assists, uh, you know, in the 14th round. Great for the insane. bottom of your roster. And he legit has 30 goal, 40 assist upside, plays a ton. Uh, and, and the Canucks' power play was brutal last year. He didn't do anything on the power play. Um, and if that improves just slightly uh, and he, he gets a bump in, in power play production, uh you know, this is a guy that can definitely be a 70-point player this year. Uh, you're probably going to be able to draft this guy as your number three center. 
Uh, and there's a very good chance that Horvat returns number two center uh, production. So uh, I, I think like Horvat's a guy that honestly seems to just always drop yeah. in drafts. Like nobody ever takes him, and there's just no reason to pass yeah. on him. You know, the mid to late rounds, he's gonna be uh, the only knock against him. But it's the same knock for all these guys that we're talking about right now. Team. Is that is well, no, is that they're centers. Like yeah. it's just such a deep position. Uh, but that helps you get him late in drafts too, and. You don't have to force a another guy into your lineup. Like you can, you can take those middle rounds to draft uh, better defensemen and better wingers and stuff, Absolutely. and then wait on a guy like Horvat and just be like, yeah, like here's my number three center, and then he's gonna just be unreal. Like you could take him as your number two in the eleventh round. No and I think Horvat, a lot like Larkin, is on a team where it's undeniable that they're gonna be better. Everyone's getting better on that team. It's a lot. It's, there's a lot of growing pains, and they're going through them. But it's you know we're we're getting into the better areas. And like Larkin, you know. Larkin's going to have better pieces around him this year. Yeah, so I, mean, I, adding, I, I like, like JT it. Miller and adding a Michael Furland. Like, he's going to get to play with one yeah. of those guys, and that's going to be a huge and even, you know, He didn't have any line mates last year. Get Elias Pettersson to 82 games, and he, he's had a full year under his belt, and, and it's a different person out there. It's just, as a team, also, you got a Hughes brother on the back end there who can start helping things happen, too. It's it's an exciting time for Vancouver. I think Horvat's right in the middle of it. I, I like that. Yeah. Any other just quick sleepers you guys want to... Anyway? If you got one, go ahead. Well, Johnny Taves just came up on the screen. I think Taves being a little bit disrespected last year. I think we all expect him to come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it seemed, you know, once Colleton took over, he was a lot more consistent with his lines than Quenville really ever was. Uh, and he seems really committed to having Taves and Kane together again this season. Uh, so I just think with a full not season do the strong, alongside uh, Patrick the Kane, yeah, there's only so far that your production can fall. Uh, I know Taves was pretty much relevant in fantasy hockey for a few years before last season, but I still think he easily gets back to 65 points if he plays a full 82 with Patrick Kane. Um, Even if he doesn't, like I think that there's a really good chance we see Strom to bring Cat and Kane um, a yeah. little bit, but yeah. he did play a lot with Taves at the end of last year, and that was huge. I, um, I think they'll go two and two either way. I think could, it'll be should. Taves and to bring Cat. Either way, Strom he's centering that top power play unit because he's just disgusting. Yeah, and, and the power play was amazing last year. Gustafson phenomenal proved to be when they got the new coach. Uh, yeah, there. dynamite in that position. Uh, Strom played a <laughs> solid net front. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like about just the Blackhawks in general again this year, and Taze was another guy going rated right around that 11 to 12 round range. Yeah, right I now. got him rated as the 51, 51, 51st 51. player, uh, 31 goals, 38 assists, so 69 yeah. points. I just think the floor is so sturdy with him, and, and we saw what it's the upside because, was like, last It got season. to the point, and we talk about this all the time, where like kind of like um, he he becomes like he these guys like he was going so early in drafts just on name recognition. Yeah, and then he started. And we were like, this is a guy where we're like, guy. do not draft yeah. this guy, do not draft this guy. And then it's it like almost better. went so far the other way that now he's getting, he, he's become yeah. a, a value pick. It's it happened crazy. to Patrice Bergeron for a couple of years. Yeah, exa- yeah. exact same situation. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's you know, better yeah. <laughs> offensively than he was the years ago. 100%. And I think he's just getting a lot more of those opportunities also that hilarious. you see under Quimble. And just playing with Kane. Like, he didn't play with yeah. Kane for like three or four Kane years. Kane helps a lot. I think another guy who... Uh, people are going to maybe expect to decline this year, and I think he's only going to get better, uh, is Mika Zibanejad. Mm-hmm. Obviously adding mm-hmm. Tanner into the, the mix. I think just nobody really gives Zibanejad any any credit. No. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna, he did like, so much with so little last he, year. He's going to be a 70-point player most likely yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, he's the Larkin. Like he, him, and, him and Larkin are one and the same to me this year, if not him a little bit better. Yeah, I, I like there's there's just a ton of really good centers. I think another guy that we always talk about and love up on this show is Braden Shen, another guy that's gonna yeah. um, 
you know, Steady. fall a little bit in drafts just because uh, the point totals haven't always been there. But when mm-hmm. he is in the lineup and he's playing with Tarasenko and he's playing with shorts, like that line is disgusting. So uh, that's yeah. another. And quick... he played with O'Reilly and Tarasenko a lot last year too, which is obviously yeah, absolutely. A, they got a, a spot to that be. team is like I mean they won the Stanley Cup, so they're obviously really good. But they have a they have a lot of ways to like mix and match. They're gross. Like, they have so many guys that just can play center Man. or like play the wing. I was thinking like Robert Thomas was gonna break out. I was looking at him earlier today. I'm like, oh, that might be a look at Robert Thomas. And then I look, I'm like, oh, he's getting plugged as like their ninth forward. Yeah. This guy should be realistically like Robert Thomas. Six. Phenomenal. I, I think Robert Thomas has got a good. He's chance He's unbelievable, year. dude. If he somehow wiggles his way into that top six, like look out. Yeah, he's like almost JT Miller in Tampa. Just absolutely phenomenal talent but just yeah. can't, can't break that just you know. yeah, yeah. It's, it's even just, oscar sunquist is pretty yeah exciting it, out there. it's just weird the way the adps are, are, are churning out right now it seems like there's a lot of disparity between these guys that we all expect to finish around uh the same spot uh o'reilly and shen for example 107 and 109 uh whereas guys like barzal uh larkin yep. taves are all Duchesne. plus 130 140 yeah, yeah. Duchesne's right around there too uh so i i, I just Obviously, we like O'Reilly and we like Shen, but it's hard to justify taking them three or four rounds earlier than some of those other guys if oh, that ends up being how it shakes out. Um, so yeah, I, I, Barzal, I think another guy who, right now who's uh, being pretty disrespected. Um, Very. So we'll see. I, we'll see since, how the ADPs shake out. We'll keep right an eye on it. Kopitar going right now? I mean, uh, Kopitar early, is he is he up there? Is he no, buried? he's one forty nine and a half. Yeah, so he's not getting a ton of respect. That's a guy that. Yeah, I think it's pretty team. close to yeah. value. Like, <laughs> just with straight center, that I, team's I, gonna suck. They're gonna be t- they're gonna be terrible. Yeah. And we've seen so him kind of go up and down from years prior, right? Yeah, but that's a, the usage is there for the sure. The guys that are going in like that, like in that range, for are sure. guys that are gonna put up like maybe fifty points. I think I'd take like him in like the eleventh round. He's still yeah. gonna put up like 60, 65 points. For sure, I'd probably take him totally a couple fine. rounds earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even with a guy his age, I think, you know, the upside is clearly there. God, uh, and I think last year is about as bad as it can be. Um, and it was really just a couple cold stretches. He was, you know, pretty rosterable yeah, like for a lot of the Kings are going to be garbage, but he could still be fine. Like, that would be still going to be Kings fine, are going to be but... pure ass, yeah. Well, he's going to be playing 23 minutes a night. Talking about guys being pure ass or teams being pure ass, let's go to busts here. I mean, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that and this because, is... because busts are not guys that are pure Busting ass. Um, but they're guys that are just probably going to get drafted. Uh, way earlier than we think they should. Yeah. Uh, their perceived value is a lot higher than it is. Um, that's all this is. And obviously, um, this is, you know, we're going to be able to lock this down a little bit more in future episodes um, when the ADPs become a little bit more legit, become a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Every week we get closer. Yeah, exactly. It gets like, better for be us. To, and like right now, I don't yeah. know if we can put a lot of stock into Stuff. them. I don't think many drafts have happened. Yeah. You know, fantasy yeah. football. But they, we do tonight. see though they do set the pace, right? They People go off of that it one. Does, it definitely sets the tone a little like bit. Like Martin Morenson last year, fifty three percent owned after, and they're reflective of Yahoo's rankings too, right? Exactly, it's Yahoo's which is crazy because and they're always going to come into play in a draft, right? Even if it's a guy like Larkin who we think should be going in probably the top seventy five top 60 ish and he's ranked 130 he's insane yeah this is honestly though like i don't mean to toot my own horn this is where these guys are big though do pretty well in fancy hockey every year i'm winning you should right and i mean your job is to look at but that's what i'm saying but at the end of the draft like i'm looking at my rankings and other guys are drafting off yahoo rankings or espn whatever terrible and i've got these guys on my team and like I've got like seven guys ranked in like my top fifty, which makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah. like because of the, where their rankings are, and then I end up dominating because my rankings were pretty yeah. fucking accurate. I feel we like should, we should not complain about it because if they were yeah. more accurate, we, we probably wouldn't do as well as oh, we do. Yeah. Every which is fine. Those, I'm just saying, like 
that people should you know go to yeah. face up. And it down does seem to be season. worse with hockey than like with I took other sports, like I took so. like Miko Randon last year in um like the third or fourth round like I said earlier and I had him rated first as, round like, I had him ranked as like my twenty second or twenty fourth player but like every and everyone was like oh that's a reach I'm like are you insane like do you yeah. know how good he is and yeah. he blew up and looked like a genius it's no just it, like, but Yahoo rankings are just they're so out of control that's where I think though these sleepers um these breakouts are huge because a lot of people you know they you're super confident coming in you you know you know you know who you're gonna get in the first couple guys but just once you get to those late rounds there and you're choosing between pld and who knows let's drop a random uh, dustin brown (laughs) and it's telling you dustin brown on yahoo to grab that's you know where where it's kind of huge to have these sleepers and stuff like that so um no i agree download that download those top 300 definitely just keep it by your side when you're before Looking at Yahoo straight or to the bus, ESPN's. I think the one guy too that we talked about a little bit the other day, D, um, who's just like constantly, we say it every year, just criminally underrated is David Krejci. Yeah. Guy you get literally in the last round and he might put up 70 points. He's being drafted in like 15% of leagues right now or something like yeah, that. And he's like, he's not sexy. He's not a sexy pick. The goals aren't going to be there, but uh, you 50 know. assists is like legit potential. Yeah, like, I think him and DeBrusque are only going to be more, like they're only getting more productive. And I think, I think that, uh, I think there's a really good chance that, um, Charlie Coyle gets moved to that line too this year, and it just boosts that that line altogether. Yeah, but it'll be. I'm you know interested to see what Charlie Coyle does with a, a full year in Boston. Who's so good in the playoffs? So good. But uh, D, yeah. we'll start with you. Who's your bust? Uh, it, I, again, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me that a guy like Elias Pettersson is going almost 100 picks earlier than Dylan Larkin. Uh, it's not that I don't like Pettersson, but, but I, people just I, love I, yeah. the hype. And there's not a lot of obvious candidates yeah. out there, uh, but he's just going a little too early, uh, for my liking. He registered just 144 shots, uh, in 71 games last year. Blah. Yeah. He needs to shoot around uh, 19% to score 28 goals. Uh, I just think you could easily shoot around 10% this season and finish with the, you know, somewhere between 20 and even just 25 goals and 40 assists. Uh, really just not anything close that's worth uh, using a top 50 pick on. Uh, there's obviously a lot of upside here given his age and, you know, how talented he is. But I just don't think the ceiling's there. Yeah, I just can't justify taking him before guys like Point, Stone, or even Kessel, who all have lower ADPs than him right now. Uh, not with the loan center eligibility. And, you know, I think Horvat being there just caps his ice time too. I can't really imagine him flirting with 20 minutes a game this year. So uh, I just think he's capped and uh, there's a lot more risk here uh, than most people you can get around that spot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of in the same boat with mine. I got um, Jack Hughes in my bus. Exact same idea. It's it's a sexy name, but um, you got to sometimes fantasy is about facing reality and just choosing the most logical option on the board. And that's not Jack Hughes. A lot of times kind of something crazy that I realized um, while looking at Jack Hughes was just in the last 10 years, rookies really haven't voted that well in their, in their first season. As far as fantasy terms go, we talk about a lot of teams. Um, maybe if you're in a 10, 12 team league, you should probably have anyone 55 points and up on your roster and anyone else probably isn't rosterable. Um, there's not many rookies who put up more than 55 points. Actually, um, besides Panarin's 25 year old old man rookie season a couple years ago, no one besides Austin Matthews has has any has had anything higher than 67 points. Um, so let's say that's the highest you're going to go for Jack Hughes here. He's being taken, and D actually dropped the names being taken right around Barzell, Larkin, and Duchesne. These are all guys that I would rather have way more. And we're talking about D's talking. All three of those guys are 70 point players. D's saying, yeah, 90 picks after D's Pedersen. Saying, absolutely, and then Jack Hughes is right in that area. Ridiculous. Even, you know, I'd even consider Pedersen before. Well, not even even. I would take, uh, I would take, 
Ah, I don't know. Pedersen and Hughes. It's so uh, that's that's a toss up. I'd take Pedersen all day, but it's they're in the same boat. Like I don't want either of them where they're being taken. Um, also, Brock, you mentioned Nico Heischer. He's probably going to be a breakout this year. People forget he is a number one overall pick. So when if they're trying to make the case, oh, Jack Hughes is their number one pick, they got to play him first. That's not a case because they also have to do the same thing with Heischer. He's not going to get that top line minute minutes. You might even see him. You know, not even on their top power play to start, as we talked about. And it's I just don't though, love too. it when, you know, those the other guys are The only thing I would there. say about that is it's just crazy. Like, it's so rare when you have a team that has the number one, like, just got the number one overall pick, and then we're talking about them being a playoff team. Because, yeah. like, they're, they're good. They are. Like, it they, helps, they made you know. so many moves. You lose like, all. I mean, obviously, it remains to be seen how good Nikita Gusev is going to be. But yeah. even if he does play on that second line, you've got Nikita Gusev. You've but got it's like Nikita they traded for Taylor Hall, way. though. Just yeah, the way, you know, I mean. he didn't play a whole so year. You just traded for an good, MVP. He's still going to have a good line. He will. But I, I just... Think, I think that, like, he... I don't love him there when Larkin, Barzell, and Duchesne are sitting there. I wouldn't draft him over guys like that that are locks to get 70 points. No way. But... Um, I think he's got a legitimate chance at 65 points. Yeah, which even that, 65-point guy, but I'm going to find in the 10th, 11th round. Yeah, it's so. nothing insane. Like, I, I, I have him at 23 yeah. goals, 43 assists, 66 points. So Just so if, small. If we're talking PLD and him, oh, yeah. I don't know. Like that, We're talking kind of the same area, and that's uh, I, I'd be more confident in PLD just a chance, on that position. I think there's a chance that, like, obviously you'll get him way later than Jack Hughes, but I think there's a chance that Quinn Hughes is honestly, like, the more fantasy-relevant Hughes brother this as season. far as where he goes wow that's like, a bold, like, bold like statement just like but... in terms of being a in terms of being a defenseman in the center like I think yeah. that Quinn Hughes could end up having a better like more yeah I don't love Jack Hughes season. this year as you can see um he sure you know he, he did what he did in his rookie year and it wasn't very much no. um I I yeah I just don't love it in a weak position for rookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so but I, we're not talking about yeah yeah I don't love it in a guy you want to keep on your roster the most stacked position I don't love you know, committing your third centerman spot to this guy when you can to someone like, you know, Larkin or... I have him ranked as my number 29 uh, center right now. So he's, you know, a borderline number two, most likely your number, you know, decent number three option. Uh, We're going to talk about a couple more rookies here in a minute, but my bus is Braden Point. Um, I'm not putting a lot of stock in uh, the ADPs right now, but if you actually get him at his current ADP, he's not a bus at all. He's a total... Steal, like no question. I think it's sure. like forty six right now. So yeah. if that's the case, absolutely Braden Point, not a bust. What's over? And tough, Point will have a great goal. season. I'm not concerned about that at all. However, he was a forty goal, fifty point or fifty assist guy last year. If you draft him as such in the first, second, third round, third round he's for fine actually. If you draft him in the second round, it's probably a bit of a bust. He shot twenty one point five percent like Beep said earlier, not gonna happen. He had a bloated eleven point one on a shooting percentage, probably not gonna happen. Still gonna be high though. Because they're amazing, and yeah. both of those are going to come down slightly. Um, he probably won't have twenty power play goals either. Uh, he'll probably no. have eighteen, but he's probably not going. I just don't think he scores forty this year. Yeah, and and that's the problem. If you get him, if you like, people are going to draft this guy as a second rounder, and I think it's a little too early. I just like don't draft him as a ninety point guy, and you'll be fine. Yeah, he's just another guy whose ice time is just capped too. Like he's yeah. a number two center. Yeah, and no matter so which I think way he settles in, kind of around thirty five goals. 45 uh, assists, which still really good. Yeah, just not as good as great number two those center. guys. Yeah. Um, but just don't like, I just don't want people like thinking that last year is like what he's just going to keep doing because I don't um, think that that's going to happen. Um, we're not going to go too depth in depth in rookies here because like they're really yeah, not. Just drop some names and we'll really uh, not uh, usually yeah. very relevant. Just like you just mentioned. Yeah, um, never but, are. Uh, Sam Steele is a guy that should make the team. Um, Had a good showing last year. 
Yeah, he's a te- he's a guy that should make Anaheim this year. They have uh, they're absolutely ravaged. Uh, their team they're is terrible. falling apart. They're, they're so going to be maybe the worst team in the NHL this yeah. year. Uh, no, Ottawa still exists. Uh, second worst team in the NHL. Oh no, Kings do they still exist. have uh, D's favorite coach Randy out there? No. Oh, thank God! I was gonna say that would be even worse. He got- if they had this roster and Randy, <laughs> which would not work at all. Um, Never did. No, yeah, so true. Um, well, one time it did. And then the other guy is Ryan. Is it Palin? You want to say Palin? I thought it was Poling, but I'm almost positive it was Palin. Ryan Poling. Poling. Palin. Palin. He scored the hat trick, right? Either way, uh, yeah, hat trick in his only NHL game. Pooling. Right now, though, uh, he's an interesting case because, like we said, there's you know if there's not a lot of I don't love this one for uh, if there's not a lot of competition for yes yes very Cockneyemi then there's not a lot of competition for Ryan Palin either. Yeah, um, I think that this guy. Probably opens the season as uh, the Canadians' number four center. Yeah, give him ten games in deep keeper leagues in dynasty leagues. He's a guy that's going to have a, a, a good career, um, and he's a guy that can quickly. Yeah, rise there are some up. leagues where you need rookies too. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. can quickly rise up. If you're in one of those uh, bigger, thicker leagues, rise up the depth chart the two there. Yeah. So uh, Ryan Paling, Sam Steele, a couple guys to look out for. Uh, hopefully, Joe Valeno makes the red. I knew you were going to slide him in there. Um, but he probably won't. But anyways, um, I not. hope that uh, you guys enjoyed Season 5, Episode 2, uh, Center Preview Episode. Uh, left Wings coming at you on Monday. Uh, right Wings probably to follow next Friday. Uh, once again, this is the Daily Face Out Podcast brought to you by Odds Shark. Odds Shark. Um, head over there. Uh, it's a little early for... Uh, you know NHL odds, but if you're you know yeah. if you're an NFL guy, take some MLB peaks, guy, and you yeah. need some some betting advice, never uh, hurts. They are great for that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I actually bet on a college football game a couple weeks ago. Just that I had no idea anything about it, and I just went and used Odd Shark. And I just guy. bet whatever they said, and I and I won. So I was like, okay, I bet on like I think it was like Arizona and Hawaii. Like I have no, I like I couldn't name one casual flex. Team. Such a um, degenerate. Yeah, it was it was the first week of football was back. I was excited. You but have anyways, to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've bet on esports before. I can't say much. Money. Um, yeah. See you guys Monday. Uh, if the audio yeah. sounds great, which I'm assuming it is, it's because of our new equipment. Uh, but if it doesn't sound great, it's probably because I did something wrong. So. A uh, little bit Entirely of a curve here. Um, we'll figure it out, obviously, as we go on. It's only going to get better from here. Hockey, football's definitely back. Hockey's pretty close to being back. Yeah. Eight days till training camp. So um, stay locked in here on the DFO podcast, and you'll probably win a lot of money in fantasy this year. So. Yeah. Can't wait to put my voice in your ears when we talk about lefties. <laughs> All right. See you guys back here on Monday. Peace. for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.